This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Veritas Group, Inc. Veritas is an Indianapolis-based, multifaceted firm that specializes in getting the job done. Its mixed team of professionals from the construction, civil engineering, economic development, real estate, and government services industries provide extensive resources for all of their clients' development needs. Since its inception, Veritas has been working with cities and towns throughout Indiana. The team's extensive municipal experience gives the firm an understanding of how to deliver public projects, while their private experience gives the firm a unique perspective on the best way to approach projects. Veritas brings one of the most unique skill sets to help communities of all sizes in completing their complex projects. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program. Welcome to Ames Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Matt Greller. I'm very excited today to be joined by Plainfield Assistant Town Manager and President of the Indiana Municipal Managers Association, Nate Thorne. Nate, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Staying warm. (laughs) It is a little snowy as we uh, record this today. I was just telling Nate that uh, my parents will get a shout out here in this podcast. I had to drive down and shovel them out this morning. So that was a, a good time, but not unlike what uh, managers do on a daily basis, Nate. So as I mentioned earlier, you're the assistant town manager in Plainfield, but Plainfield's a uh, fast growing community. Probably could take three or four managers to, to handle everything that's going on. Uh, what's been happening last year, both in Plainfield and as your uh, year as president of the IMMA, how you've been handling the pandemic, COVID-related issues, et cetera, fire away. Well, uh, again, a pleasure and, and, and happy to be here to, to share a little bit about what's going on on Plainfield and, and IMMA. Uh, first, a little about me. Uh, uh, as the assistant town manager, I serve as the chief of staff at the town manager um, and, and really focus on daily operations. I have direct reports of human resources, communications and marketing, budget, IT, fleet facilities, any of those support roles for all of our departments and and interact um, uh, daily with uh, our public safety folks as well. So uh, really focused on operations. And as you said, with Plainfield being such a growing uh, community that uh, we have a lot of of demands from our residents that we try to meet. And so that's really my role so that Andrew Klinger, our town manager, he can focus on uh, working closely with the council, working with economic development, uh, vision, mission, all of those types of strategic goals. And so uh, uh, we're, we're really proud of our uh, ability to work together and, and uh, do what we can as a team to try to lead this community. And, and as I said, it's a growing community, a lot going on. And uh, uh, developers either didn't realize there was a pandemic, um, but more importantly, probably interest rates are so low, it's actually driving a lot of development. Uh, Money's kind of cheap right now. And so uh, we have uh, kept really, really busy throughout and and really 
uh, more than anything else, have found ways to be efficient. And, and we're all going to look back in this time, and, and I know we're going to have some sorrow and some grief, and there's definitely going to be some, some thoughtful reflection on those that uh, have been sick or lost, and, and uh, that, that's to be expected. I think a lot of folks will remember these times, similar to those single events like 9-11 or the Challenger explosion, depending on your, your uh, generation. Uh, this is just going to be a whole lot of those moments collectively. But having said that, I think there's some successes that um, we're able to uh, really uh, take a hard look at and say, you know, that was the moment when, uh, as communities, we became more efficient. We uh, really stretched. And uh, I think here in Plainfield, uh, everything from technology and, and working remotely uh, to virtual meetings, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see this lasting effect for years to come, where I ultimately think engagement in our community is going to be the biggest beneficiary of of all of this. Um, you know, I know communities all over the state that have had virtual meetings, and we're still working through the legalities of that long term, but we've had more engagement than ever because, you know, uh, folks are busy. It's hard to go to evening meetings. I, I'm a parent. I've got soccer practice and basketball and all these types of things, and it's hard to be an active parent, which we all want to be, and engaged in the community. And well, when we have virtual meetings and people have access uh, that changes the game. And so I really think that's one of those um, successes. And here in Plainfield, we've uh, really embraced it. And, and our technology department deserves the biggest shout out because uh, I think we probably move uh, to you know, two or three centuries really quickly from a technology standpoint in the last year. Um, and, and personally, uh, we're more flexible. We'll see how that all lasts, but I think forever we're going to be uh, more family-centric. Uh, working mothers, working families are going to be able to do a little more remotely than they've ever done before in municipal government. And I think that, uh, again, uh, we're really trying to make sure that uh, we tell the story about the lessons learned of the last year um, and don't forget about those those that we lost or the difficult parts, but uh, we can also celebrate some of the, the things that we've learned and the successes carried forward as well. It's great, uh, great segue, I think, into my next question or next topic maybe to talk about. You talked about engagement. I think you may remember uh, we did a, a program or a project with a graduate class down at SPIA a couple of years ago on engagement. In fact, we're doing another one this semester with them, and they're going to look at engagement in the COVID era. Uh, so maybe dive a little bit more into that. I've heard that a lot from municipal officials around the state. You know, a uh, whereas a Board of Works meeting a year ago had two people come in that come to every single meeting in the town. Uh, whereas now you've got 30 or 40 people watching the Board of Works meeting online and they're saying, oh, well, that's where the contracts for the sidewalk were. And that's what this happened and, and those kinds of things. So how's it, is it changing in a positive way or are you getting more public input or, or is it giving you a different viewpoint on, on projects? It's a loaded so question, maybe a little bit. <laughs> It, it's absolutely positive, uh, and you know I'm paid to say that first. But it's a lot more work, which is also a good good thing, right? Because um, we do have people that, as I mentioned, that they're engaged now, and maybe their own schedules prevented them before. And 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 probably the biggest uh, advantage here is is the folks that you know feel like they now have an opportunity to give input. Um, and I hope that it continues because we've got people engaged that aren't just concerned about a development or upset about an ordinance, they're engaged 
earlier on. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we would have folks that would come to meetings because they were upset about something or they were concerned. Um, and it, and it took till that piece, uh, that place in the process to get them engaged. Well, now they're, uh, earlier on, they can log on and click on and watch, and they may be bored out of their mind for a while and turn it off. Or there may be a topic that comes up that sparks their interest and we can get that feedback uh, much more quickly. And I will tell you that um, we've adapted as well. We've created uh, individual email accounts. So it's a whole lot easier for people to contact us before you had to try to remember when it was, you know, dot .gov, dot .in, dot all these types of things. And, and we now have, you know, town manager at townplainfield.com. And, and, and you can, you can email myself or Andrew, and we read those things. Uh, it's just a lot uh, easier to uh, remember the one email address instead of all these different things, or uh, you don't have to go try to look us up on our website and those, uh, you know, all those different tools are still there, but we've streamlined uh, really because we needed to streamline all of our emails because you all know in this world, we get inundated with so much email already uh, to, to, to give an email address that would uh, take residents' uh, interests and feedbacks and, and narrowly focus our attention to those, I think is, is another one of those engagement um, efforts that, you know, we've learned along the way. But uh, to your point, we've, we've lots more folks that are engaged. Um, we've had meetings where we, we, we had police commissioners meetings that were now virtual. And, and I can't remember the last time we had people that would show up to some of those meetings. And, and especially in this time, it's important for people to know what's going on in our police departments. And we, we, we love the, the attendance and, and, and it, you know, really demonstrates that we are trying to uh, be transparent. We just have to do it in new ways. And frankly, these new ways are better than uh, folks uh, may have even imagined because we're explaining a little bit more online too, because, you know, we feel obligated to do so uh, for, for the new audience. So, no, I think that's great. And, and I, I might say from an engagement standpoint, uh, you know, just briefly about IMMA, the Municipal Managers Association, you know, uh, a lot of times in, in, in government, especially, we look to our peers for uh, you know, not only just uh, venting sessions, which we all do, but uh, we're looking for, you know, advice and let's not reinvent the wheel. We, we have a, just so many experts in municipal management throughout the state uh, that we rely on those connections to be able to uh, be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, what's, um, what's going on in your community? We would often have lunches and say, I've got this problem. Have you had this? Can, can I learn from you? Well, that was a lot more difficult in the last year. But uh, we've worked quickly to uh, do some things that would drive that engagement with the Municipal Managers Association uh, virtual conference. We're going to have our second virtual conference, um, and we're going to do th that uh, over the next couple months where we'll just have a basically a lunch and learn. We have some fabulous sponsors that are going to help, uh, and we're going to send folks gift cards through email that register and uh, good luck for our communications director that'll figure that out. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to figure that out, but uh, we're going to have these sessions over lunch that, again, more folks may be able to be engaged because they don't have to have travel expenses. They don't have to have travel arrangements. And so uh, it, it's going to give an opportunity for folks in, in our association, just like with these virtual meetings, to maybe get engaged uh, when they wouldn't be. And then uh, probably on a more intimate level, we've created a book club with IMMA, and uh, we're reading a book that, uh, you know, about creativity in, in cities. Uh, we have another one planned later this year, and, uh, you know, we, we're trying to think about our own mental health, too, and believe it or not, think about something else, think about this book, and then we relate it and share our own story, uh, stories in our own communities with one another and say, hey, that's a great idea, maybe I'll try that. But that, that 
process of reading that book facilitates some of those conversations. And now we're going to try to do it in a, we're going to try to be movie critics. We're going to watch a movie uh, and, and try to get together and, and again over Zoom and talk about the movie and say, have you experienced those types of things in your community? What were the leadership lessons? And so uh, being creative to, to in, uh, really induce that engagement at the uh, association level uh, and then taking that to the community level as well is, is something that we've learned in, in this time of COVID that I think that uh, can, can be looked at as some successes and we'll keep trying and looking for new and innovative ways to get people engaged. Good stuff. Uh, you talked a lot about IMMA already. Uh, just for those listening, if you're not familiar with the organization, it's the organization for managers in the state of Indiana. You know, Indiana is a little bit unique in that uh, we don't have a traditional manager council form of government. So typically you find managers in Indiana in towns uh, because cities have mayors, which is a, a unique a difference for most of the rest of the country. But managers have done a, a tremendous job in a lot of communities around Indiana of really bringing a new level of, of expertise, I think, to the, the city, the town, in most cases, the town, like I mentioned. So one of those areas, uh, and, you know, you and Andrew deal with this every day, Nate, and that's HR. Um, early on in COVID, we probably had, of every 10 technical assistance questions we got, nine were related to HR in some way or another. How do we deal with the remote working? How do we pay our employees? How do we do these kinds of things? Anything unique in, in your experience, both from a manager standpoint statewide, but also in Plainfield that you can share with the, the, the listeners that maybe we'll carry over into um, forever. Well, uh, as I said at the top in my role, I'm in charge of HR. My undergraduate degree is in HR. Um, so um, I, I definitely get those questions quite often. Um, and I will tell you that as I, you know, one of the things that I said earlier on working remotely, you know, that that's that's been a kind of taboo in the public sector for a long time. And especially when you're talking about hourly non-exempt positions, how do you account for people's time and uh you know a lot of the policies that we were working for are are you know 20 30 years old and we have these devices we carry around with cell phones that are mini computers and in fact some some cell phones are faster than a lot of the computers we have on our desks so um you can you can do so much remotely with time clocks and so forth now um and i think that you know that is one of those areas that i think are going to last forever we're going to be more flexible we're going to think about uh, time off in a different way. Um, and, and I know from an HR standpoint, one, one of our main focus has been mental health. And I think that for the longest time, we all know that uh, we've underserved uh, our communities and mental health resources. And, and, and that's not uh, intentional. It's just that there wasn't the resources there. And in fact, We've been trying to coordinate additional emergency or uh, employee assistance program benefits and so forth, and there's just they're just hard to come by. There's not as many, and I think that we're going to do a much better job as as a community and, and as a state uh, focusing on those types of resources uh, moving forward. Uh, and we're lucky enough here in Plainfield, you know, to kind of shout out for a development project is we have a U.S. Health Vest Behavioral Health Hospital, 112 bed hospital that's opening just within weeks. Um, and, you know, and 20 years ago, mental health type of uh, facilities were not in my backyard, right? And in Plainfield, our leadership, our town council says, yeah, how can we get it here? How can we support it? We know we need it. Um, 
because we've seen the opioid crisis for years and years and, and just so many other drivers of uh, mental health challenges. Well, it in, in some cases, it's now close to home on our own employees and, and dealing with this last year. And, and, and sometimes that what, that's what it takes. It's got to be such a personal uh, uh, experience to realize the importance of these additional resources. And, and that is going to be a huge HR effort, I think, for a very long time to uh, make sure that our our health benefits and include more uh, behavioral health um, programs that that's not outside our health plans. Um, you know, a lot of times that's something that you have to pay out of pocket for. And so we are working diligently here with our broker and our folks. And I know that uh, the AIM Trust will be looking at these things as well, um, that uh, we're going to really focus on employee health. And, and I hope, and it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I, not trying to give a shout out to the Colts, although if it advises from the Colts, I, I'm a big fan. Uh, I really like their their commercial recently with Darius Leonard and, and Jim Irsay and, and trying to get rid of the stigma. That's exactly right. That's the right message um, because behavioral health isn't just about being admitted to the hospital. It's it's about stress. It's a uh, it's it's about uh, financial well being and so many more things. Um, we, we've done virtual mindfulness classes the last several months with our employees during the workday. Um, you know, oftentimes, just like I said earlier, it's hard to do these things in the evening. So during the workday, we're paying for them. We've got a mindfulness instructor and, and uh, you're shutting your office door and, and, and really actually trying to think uh, mindfully and be in the present moment to just for a few minutes. And uh, that is a behavioral health type of effort. And so we hope to keep doing those things. And, and I know we will. Um, but I would say uh, that is uh, going to be a strong HR focus moving forward. And then finally, clearly just protecting our employees. Um, you know, everything from masks to, to cleanliness to ventilation, you name it, we're looking at all those things. Um, and, and we've done an awful lot already. Um, we've surveyed our employees a couple different times, making sure that we get their feedback. What else should we be doing? Uh, do you, you, do you feel like you have the appropriate PPE? Do you feel like that we've done, um, you know, the correct, um, reaction from an environmental standpoint in offices and, and we're still, uh, you know, mostly virtual. We do have, I'm in the office today, but it's limited or by appointment only, but, um, you know, we got to protect our employees. We'll continue to do that. And, uh, especially in public safety that are out there, our EMS folks, our police officers, our 911 dispatchers, uh, they don't get a choice to work remotely, right? They've, they've got to do the job. And so we've, um, in our leadership, our town council has issued hazard duty pay for those employees. So they're getting a little bit more because we know that their exposure is so high. So, um, yeah, so a lot of HR related items. And, and the last one here is, I guess, uh, the vaccine, a huge supporter of the vaccine. Personally, uh, uh, I have a family full of healthcare workers that, uh, and my wife is a healthcare worker. I just do whatever she says, and she says get it, so I get it. Um, and she's she's already uh, demonstrated by she's already received it. So uh, those those of us out there that know their spouses are far smarter than we are, do what they say, and uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. And I hope we all do it. You know, Nate, you touched on this a little bit probably already, but we always talked about quality of place as a driver to bring people. You know, it's a race for human capital, right? To, to bring into our communities. That's what makes us thrive. You know, Plainfield's widely known. You probably have more trails per capita than any community in the state, maybe the Midwest. Uh, you've had such a great focus on that and, and other amenities. Uh, but as we look at quality of place, you know, I was just talking to the uh, head of the real estate, Indiana Realtors Association the other day, and they're already showing data as a result of the pandemic and some of the 
the unrest in larger cities, that people are moving to mid-sized cities that are closely uh, approximated to large communities. Um, you're in that boat. Uh, so I think you'll probably see an even greater flow of folks into your community. Um, what's next for you guys? What are you planning uh, to, to keep people coming to Plainfield and, and uh, keep it a, a vibrant community? Well, and thanks for the shout out for our uh, park system. We, we're very proud of our park system. Uh, you know, our former town manager, Rich Carlucci, that was that was his 20 year goal is to make parks be a part of of uh, the Plainfield community. And um, we're benefiting from that uh, vision long time ago uh, with all the trails and and other amenities that we, we have. And, and we're blessed to have a diversified tax base being so close to the airport and you know, our e-commerce, e-commerce is exploding. Everybody's ordering everything online, right? So uh, what, what we're well positioned in the benefit from uh, that diversified tax base is we can invest in those quality of life initiatives. And so, um, you know, we, we have a phenomenal recreation and aquatic center and water park, and we have, you know, future plans in the next five years to add on to our water park because, the result of the, uh, the, the pandemic is also people want to be outside and we, we are positioned well to continue to uh, push those outdoor amenities and, and attract those folks that, um, you know, maybe live in a little more dense area downtown and they yeah, want to come outside uh, to the, uh, you know, outer suburbs, if you will, and, and look for some opportunities to uh, be outside a little bit more and maybe not as around as many folks and spread out on our trails. And so, um, we're going to continue those efforts. Uh, I might, you know, I throw a plug too that uh, under construction right now is a new government center, uh, and this government center will be our new town hall and our new hub. And and that's not just for town employees. There's going to be a community room, and and community uh, um, is able to use these spaces for you know whatever needs they may have. And and uh, the second phase of this project, if if it all comes together, we're finishing a study now, is a culture arts and performing arts center, 600 seat um, theater that. Uh, we're going to be able to have events and, and have performances and those types of things. And, and so uh, that's all part of the recreation and arts community and, 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 and what we want to continue to have, uh, you know, here in Plainfield and have folks that, you know, they're, they're looking for that type of, of placemaking. And, and that's right here in our, our small little downtown. And, and frankly, the timing is right, too. We just announced last night that we have an old historic theater. We got a partner and a partner wants to make that a restaurant that will also have some entertainment maybe even show a few uh, movies and uh, the town is uh, supporting that project and going to help fill the gaps in their financial analysis of that. And uh, again, another uh, great opportunity to uh, demonstrate to, to those that might be looking for some place to relocate that we, we've got a lot going on here and a lot to do now. And um, I, I think that that's going to continue. And I might say from a trail system is, you know, one of the long-term visions is they have every single community connected with our trails. And we're pretty close to that. As we keep growing, we got to keep up with, keep adding. But um, we want to make sure that uh, we are well known for a diversified uh, uh, tax base, but we're also well known for our quality of, of placemaking and parks and and recreation opportunities. And, and I, I hope that, you know, uh, that is uh, clear to everybody with some of those examples and we're going to continue to keep working. All right, Nate, most important question as we wrap up the podcast here, where's the best place in Plainfield to eat? 
<laughs> well, there's lots of places to eat that uh, now I frankly, and, and this is no endorsement. Uh, I, I like, we have uh Sal's right downtown Plainfield's uh, Italian restaurant and make you just about anything. I probably eat there a little too much. Um, I can go in and they just bring me my food. I don't even have to order sometimes. So uh, that might be a problem. Um, but uh, I love Sal's. I love the Oasis. The Oasis is a fantastic story, a little diner that was relocated and, and, and reinvested in. And, and uh, just, it, it's a story and it's a, a destination. And I might say that, you know, the Pruitt Theater in another year, uh, that's going to be a restaurant too. And so all three of these places are right along Main Street, Plainfield, downtown Plainfield, come Plainfield and get something to eat. Big Tenderloin of the Oasis, slice of pizza at Sal's and, and we'll see what's at the theater, but I'm sure it's going to be great. And don't forget to hit the Dairy Queen drive through in the summer, right? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I could, you could go on and go Dairy Queen. If you're here in the morning and get flapjacks, you know, <laughs> we, we've got, we've got lots of folks. So, uh, you know, I think that, um, we're, we're very blessed to have folks that, that, that invest and, and, and want to have their businesses here in Plainfield. And, and I do my best to patronize as many of those possible and you should too. Hey, thanks Nate for joining us on the, the podcast today. Thanks for your, uh, work with the managers around the state. Uh, congrats on, your term of service there. And thanks again for uh, all the work you do for AIM on the legislative side, uh, helping folks understand uh, why some of these bills are good and why some are not so good. Um, can't say enough of the, the work that the managers and, and you all do for us. Appreciate it very much. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to share just a little bit of our story and, and, and kudos to you for your demonstration of leadership, going and helping out your parents that's all the demonstration of character we need as you lead us in AIM. So uh, thank you for your efforts. My parents, thank you too. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining us. This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast was sponsored by Veritas Group, Inc.